Funkadelic. Oh, what, Limp Biscuit Grooves? Yeah, absolutely. It's I like know. the ultimate cross between between Funkadelic and Rob Tyner. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't agree at all. Oh, y- you do not deserve a radio show. CITR 101.9 FM, your crucial groove station. of what's really going on. We are trapped within the logic of capitalism, leaving us unable to imagine what comes next. The Extra Environmentalist brings the perspectives of people who can see the whole picture and are ready for whatever comes our way. Tune in to The Extra Environmentalist every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM. This is the viewpoint that makes all places the same to you.
And welcome. You are listening to CITR 101.9 FM. This is Peanut Butter and Jams. Uh, I am Jordy, and with me is our co-host... Brenda. Brenda. And we have a very special guest. Steve. Steve. From uh, from the, pl- the Place Vanier... Dining uh, Hall. Dining Hall. Steve is a regular guest. Thank and you. We're happy Hello. to have him back. Yep. Always glad to be back. We've got a very, a very Christmassy themed show coming up uh we're going to be playing a lot of christmas music uh, local bands who made christmas music we're going to play a lot of that stuff and uh we're also going to be um playing or also we're also going to be talking about pumpkins a very christmasy vegetable i don't know what? totally um well i guess we want to talk about pumpkins it's a good time of year yeah, yeah, you can, everyone likes some pumpkin pie, or what, but uh, I think we're going to talk about some other things you can do with pumpkins. This is it. People always think of a pumpkin as only for carving, and yes, it's true. The, uh, the certain people buy whole pumpkins, majority, for, for carving. Or when you buy pumpkins for cooking, it's always canned for pie fillings and for making soups. Now, I did bring you a soup a few minutes ago that we used at Vanier Dining Hall today. It was a... Really nice uh, pumpkin soup with squash, carrots, and Swiss chard, but I don't see any evidence of it. Where did it go? Oh, I think we ate it. Down the hatch. <laughs> it was good, I hope. It took 30 seconds. It was that tasty. Well, they always say that all students or grad students, etc., can eat any time of the day, any time of the night. This is a particularly bad time. Is it? 6 p.m., talking about food on the radio. Yeah, this show always makes me hungry. Well, we have more for you, but I guess... The whole thing about pumpkins is they just think it's for it's it's just for carving, but pumpkin is basically a squash. How did you um, the soup that we were talking about? Yes. What, what kind of what kind of soup was it again? That was a pumpkin soup mm-hmm. where we used the canned pumpkin puree. Mm-hmm. We added normally heirloom carrots in the summer when it's seasonal. We added Swiss chard, some celery, uh, carrots, as I said, and did then you, a, did veggie you use a, st- a veggie stock. Okay. Veggie stock. Yeah, yeah, it's a totally vegan, gluten free. And but you could use a you could use any stock, I guess, or maybe not any stock. Well, if you want to use chicken and beef, but that's like I don't that to me is like going to bed with a scarf on. I, I, it doesn't make sense. You shouldn't. Sorry, culinary wise, no. It's a vegetarian dish. It's vegan, gluten free. Stick with a veggie stock, which you can buy package or just make it with your end pieces, right? Mm-hmm. And it works out well. You could use that soup and add some chicken. Then mm-hmm. you do use a chicken stock, right? Totally. Hmm. So uh, this recipe, you made it up yourself. Correct. What sort of spicing do you use? For that, you use your typical pumpkin pie spice, which is clove, cinnamon, uh, touch of cayenne, sea salt, and um, allspice. That's the key. And this is all because of Starbucks. What did Starbucks? Why did Starbucks make you make this soup? Because many years ago when I had a, a latte, which I love lattes, and I had a chai tea latte, and then in the winter season a few years ago, they did a pumpkin spice pumpkin latte. Mm-hmm. And I go, interesting, and you're, you're, as a chef, you decipher it, you look at it, you take a microscope, and you're going, hmm, interesting, how can we turn this around? And it's, been, it's a known fact that due to the success of this spiced p- pumpkin latte, it's a popular item, and now all of us chefs are jumping on board. So much so that we even buy the chai tea extract flavoring that they use for their chai tea at Starbucks. It's available to all chefs. Mm-hmm. And we buy that package. You can go any Safeway, et cetera, and buy it. And we use that to make the soups. We use that to make sauces or whatever. You didn't use that in this soup, though. Actually, I put a little bit in for you. <laughs> <laughs> I put a little bit in for you. And the only thing I couldn't do for your soup today, because it was a pumpkin theme, 
was the squash and the Swiss chard. I normally, for texture, the yin and yang, I would have done some toasted pumpkin seeds on top Mm -hmm. and some dry cranberries. I guess that wouldn't have transported very well. Yeah. He he walked over with it. I walked over and and then we tried to, we heated up, but yeah. And because your next entree, your finishing touch has already in there. The entree looks more like a dessert to me, but we'll talk, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about pumpkins, just like how to store them, how to like, what sort of pumpkins are out there and stuff like that. Um, but right now let's, let's listen to, we're playing all Christmas music, all local Christmas bands or not Christmas bands. they're, They're Local bands. Local bands playing Christmas. Some Frosty the Snowman, I hope. Um, we might have some Frosty the Snowman for you, but the right wife's now favorite. we have um, Power Pop Santa by the Pointed Sticks. <laughs> okay. Christmas Day coming, drama boys drumming, digging at Yuletide beat. Snow gently falling, Santa Claus is calling, ringing his bell on the street.
And we're back. Um, you are listening to uh, CITR 101.9 FM. This is Peanut Butter and Jams, and uh, we've been playing some Christmas music. Um, what you just heard was Fanshawe um, uh, doing her cover of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Um, one of the new great Christmas songs. Um, that's off the Eggnog Experience, which was uh, came out a couple of years ago. As part of the Mental Beast video series yeah um a whole bunch of local bands doing christmas music two discs there's lots of music on it if you it's still up online if you want to google around for it a little bit Mm -hmm. and free by donation fantastic so steve yo um you assembled a whole pile of facts about pumpkins yes what did you learn well i found it interesting that it is only native to north america Get this, the oldest evidence of pumpkin seeds were found in Mexico dating between 7,000 and 55,000 A.D. That's no, really 55, old. Yeah, 5,500 A.D., made that right. I know I found that strange in Mexico, which you do. Actually, I'm not a dessert fan, but I know when we went to Mexico, we go all the time to Cabo, they make this great squash, and it's with cinnamon and brown sugar, and it's baked, and it's glazed and everything. It's you like can, you can do that with pumpkin too. Totally, it yeah. was delish. Again, pumpkins are squash, so it all works. Hmm. Really, really cool. Um, so there's lots. Of, how many are there? Like a lot of different types of pumpkins. That you there's can a find? lot. There's a lot. I, I, I actually I have to mention Jacob, who is our field technician at UBC Farm, the Dynamo. He calls me the Diva, so he's the Dynamo. And all the crops are seasonal. And the ones that we have in the Pacific Northwest, pumpkins are mature and harvest only from September to October. Mm-hmm. And there are a few varieties. We use the Cinderella pumpkin at UBC. Right. Which I go, huh? I don't know what a Cinderella pumpkin is. So again, I talked to the guy who's the pro, Jacob. He goes, do you ever watch the cartoons with Cinderella? Little, you know, and I go, yeah, it was an orange, orangey red. Very cool. And the idea is you just poke some holes in it, mm-hmm. roast it in a 350 oven nice and slow. The, po- the holes are poked so it doesn't explode in the kitchen where I have to clean it. You got to take the seeds out first? No, leave everything in. Oh, wow. Easy peasy. Boom, boom, boom. Throw it in the oven. Comes out when it's nice and soft. Open it up. Take the seeds out. Take that pulp out, that stringy stuff. Mm-hmm. And you scrape out all the pulp. And then you puree it and you make your soup or salad. Or not salad. Pie. But pie. Totally. Yeah. And Just it, wait. Yes. So a pumpkin will explode? Anything that is, yes. You have to put some holes in it so the air escapes mm. otherwise it can implode and like like kaboom. a baked potato yes and you know what really off topic that's my nature have you never made a baked potato you never made a baked potato i i think i have but i don't remember poking holes well you know why you must you must have otherwise you would remember it exploding <laughs> okay. now do you put foil on your baked potato um not usually but sometimes you don't i'll tell you why when this is a north american invention Years ago, they would put foil on the baked potato. Mm-hmm. One thing, you're now buying a baked potato with foil on it. You're paying for that foil. That's true. And now when you roast that potato, it's not baked. It's steamed. Hmm. So forget your, everybody listening, get rid of the foil. That's all BS. You take that baked potato, and now you cover it with some nice olive oil, sea salt, pepper, roast it. Out it comes, the skin is crispy, and inside is fluffy like a pillow. But on topic, you poke some holes in it. Yes. Otherwise, it's going to explode. And then now you have a nice... Cre- the best part of the baked potato is the skin. That's where the vitamins and nutrients are. Mm-hmm. The skin is definitely the best part. Oh, yeah. It, it gets all crispy to it. Totally. Yeah, you can really put chili tasty. spice or chipotle spice. You can put all kinds of flavors. You got a different kind of baked potato. But forget the foil. Okay. So what else did Jacob tell us about Cinderella oh, so Sorry. Pumpkins. Back to Cinderella pumpkin. Sorry. Cinderella yeah. pumpkin. 
Um, nice th- this is what's grown at the UBC farm. Yes, and thank God for UBC farm. All the chefs love UBC farm at UBC Food Service. The, the best varieties, they keep long, four months max. However, you can buy them year-round, canned or frozen, which is what I'm doing now. All pumpkins are technically edible, but they don't all taste good. Some are bred for eating, some aren't. Pumpkins with thick flesh are better for eating the, the, rather than carving. Thin flesh is the one you want for carving. How how thin is the how, like what's the difference between like a thick like and a thin fleshed pumpkin? Is it like like how many fingers would that be? One finger? I would say one finger is thick. Yeah, one yeah. Fi- one finger is thick and two and like less than one finger yes, would be totally yes. Would be it should cheese. be really thin, almost like the skin of a baked potato. Okay. Yeah, and that's what you should buy, and it should also be. It should be firm. And you're, you're talking about just the orange skin, right? Correct. Not, not the, the fleshy bits on the outside of that. Correct, correct. Yeah. And when you buy them, they should be a well-grown pumpkin instead of a section. Don't buy section pumpkins. The more you buy anything sectional, you're paying for them cutting it for you. Grab mm-hmm. a knife, learn how to cut, and then you cut it yourself. Plus, it'll dry out. When you buy those sections of pumpkins or squash, they're all pre-made for those who don't have time. Yeah. We don't all have time. And they've got the saran wrap. You're paying for them to do that. And then it, and it's, it's, it's it doesn't cheap. take very long to chop a pumpkin in half. <sighs> Easy peasy. Grab a nice sharp knife. Look for mature ones that feature a nice woody note. A woody note is by tapping it. And it oh, look, have, you mean the sound, not the like sound, the sound. Yeah, and in heavy in hand and dry stout stem. If that stem is is soft and and and, and you can bend it right out, it's old, it's moldy. You're paying for garbage. And avoid ones with wrinkled skins, cuts, and bruises, like anything when you buy fruit or. Fruit produce mm-hmm. and you can store many weeks in a cool place well ventilated room temp so when you go to the grocery store are they providing like are, is their goal to sell you carvable pumpkins or eating pumpkins or they just dish a cross-section and you just pick out the kind of one you want i, I don't know many people that buy a whole pumpkin to cook unless they're real foodies you know mm-hmm. it's, but you're better well, off let's, buying the... let's pretend that our listeners are real foodies how would they pick one well, you, you should also like. You, I would buy the hybrids, the varieties. They're they're they're, they're nice ones. They got nice colors and the little mini ones. Because unless you have a party of ten, you buy a large one. Mm-hmm. But be careful. Some of these hybrids and varieties are subjected to insecticides, powders, or spray. Always wash your pumpkin. Okay. Wash it under running water. Remove the dust and dust and soil. That's the key. Well, you don't want to eat dirt anyways. But yeah, you no. definitely don't want to be eating insecticides. No. Totally, totally. Okay, so just to recap. You want the dry stem dry and the stem. wooden knock. Yeah, a wooden knock like, I can't, you can't he, hear he's try, He's trying, trying to hold to, his head close yeah, enough to the mic while I, he yeah, knocks on it. You know, so like, when people knock on watermelons, that's true too? Yeah, it all works. I always do that. Yeah, we all do that. You don't do yeah, that? Yeah, we do it, but I always, you know, you, you, you never you, know you if it's... You just think it's just an old wives' tale? Yeah, yeah, I've, no, no. I've wondered. You sit I've there seen, knocking. I've, I've, I've taken a watermelon or a cantaloupe when I buy from mom and everything, and I'm looking at it checking it out it's like i'm buying a car mm-hmm. i'm looking for every little blemish or wrinkle you know there you know and and you know what's i always actually don't take the top ones mm-hmm. i move all that away and go for, go for the bottom the ones. bottom ones are the new ones they put the old ones on top so people will buy them first exactly mm-hmm. okay so uh do you want to tell us about the nutritional value in a pumpkin it's amazing how much is involved in this. They're full of vitamins, minerals, fiber, antioxidants. Uh, vi- get this, vitamin A, C, K, and E. And for minerals, it has magnesium, potassium, iron, calcium, phosphorus, and copper. And it's been known that it's good for your eyes. Just like a carrot. Because it has? Beta carotene. There we go. 
really okay. works well. So if you have trouble seeing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they'll give you your eyesight back, but the, it, That's won't, what they're it, saying. it won't be bad for there your you eyes. Go. Just well, like they say with carrots too, correct, right? Mm-hmm. I've eaten carrots all my life and I'm here with my glasses on. My friend turned orange. There you go. She did. It happens. This is a good segue to Charlie Brown's um, great pumpkin. Oh. <laughs> Halloween. 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 Wrong, wrong story. <laughs> and that's when they sell the most pumpkins is Halloween, by the way. Mm-hmm. That is the time of year when everybody goes nuts for Halloween. Yeah, the pumpkins. And then people carve them, but a lot Correct. of people eat them after. What you should do is save those seeds. You just take I, those I just seeds. make them that night. Totally. Those are so the, the, night you, the, night you, uh, the night you carve is the night you make a bunch of seeds. And it's so easy to, to roast them. You just let them dry in a paper towel, oil them a bit with some olive oil, salt them, or any other seasoning you like. Slow roast in a 250 oven Fahrenheit mm-hmm. until they smell good. 45, 60 minutes, stir them every 15 minutes or so, and yeah. you take them out. Pepitas is small for the little pumpkins you see in Mexican food. We sell a lot on the salad bar, little pumpkin seeds. They're mm-hmm. so full of vitamins, so tasty. You can also um, do that to any squash seeds. Totally. Not just not just pumpkin seeds. Really? It all works. Yeah. Hmm. Works well. Well, should we go to some music um, and then maybe talk? come back and talk a little bit more about pumpkins? Sounds good. All right. Um, this is um, a song called Sleigh Ride by Chris Mastime.
birds are flying all over Galilee these days and Mary I'm trying to be cool but my friends walk by and they cannot look at me in the eye baby I'm trying December 20th, it's the 6th annual Kingfisher Blues Christmas Party, featuring Needles and Pins, Beelines, Tally Ho Ho Ho, Village, Gal Grayson, Sean Morazic Lives, Zen Mystery Fog, Tim the Mute, and Cool. Plus you get a free 7-inch record at the door. Tickets are available at Red Cat Records, Neptune Records, and Zulu Records. Sponsored by CITR. There we go. Welcome back. Uh, we just had a little bit of music there. Um, the last song you heard... Uh, was by the New Pornographers. Uh, you probably recognized the voices of the, their, their many voices. Um, that's called uh, Joseph, who understood a really nice uh, little Christmas song that um, doesn't really... I don't know. So that, it's just an original one. So called Joseph, who understood. Um, before that, what did we play, Brenda? 
I think it was White Poppy. It was White Poppy um, doing a cover of Last Christmas. Uh, the George Mike. No, Wham. The Wham song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, but we're back with Steve still. Hanging out. Yep. Eating pumpkin desserts. Oh. Same pumpkin dessert. Should we talk about that? Yeah, we can talk about a pumpkin yeah, dessert. Yeah, you guys, um, you were supposed to leave me some for my wife, Josie. I, I, we made it work today for all the students, and we brought you a sample of our pumpkin and cranberry bread pudding and um, with special pumpkin spices and everything. And I'm sorry to say, honey, if you're listening, there isn't any left. <laughs> but that's... <laughs> Um, that's okay. You're, you're all happy here eating it, so I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I have to say sorry. I have to mention that I didn't make this. I am not a baker. Um, my my uh, number one assistant at uh, Vanier Dining Hall, Joe Thomas, made this. He's the baker extraordinary. Mm-hmm. He's uh, amazing how he can come up with these things. I look at this, I go, I caramba, I don't get it, because baking is formula. You mm-hmm. can't deviate from the formula. We're making stews or roast chickens. You can play with it, try it. You, the recipe is a guide. It's a little bit more improvisational. Yes. But good bakers like Joe, he can come up with something like what he did today. Actually, the bread you may not have noticed, that's actually Belgian waffles. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hadn't. That's that's very interesting. Very cool idea by him. Well, let's use these Belgian waffles. We'll dice them up. So the sugar's already in the waffles, but most people just use day-old bread or a brioche or you got some leftover stale cinnamon bun works, French oh, toast leftover. Idea. Totally. It all works well and... Or even use fresh bread, but I would use fresh bread to eat that day and use it next day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what goes into uh, a, a, a pudding like this? Like the pumpkin's in there, but how do you get the pumpkin in there? It isn't just big chunks of pumpkin. No, no. Uh, this time of year, um, and the recipe is online. And um, I was going to ask Brenda that, but she's just having another mo- mouthful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, so we'll ask her in a second. <laughs> we'll ask her in a second. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't bring the maple syrup ice cream and, and et cetera. But what he's done is use some half and half cream. I go, Joe, why would you use half and half? Why not use uh, heavy cream? He goes, no, it, it's too heavy. It's too granulated. You want something lighter because the pumpkin itself is very firm and, 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 and strong. And um, what's the word? Fibrous and uh, heavy. So mm-hmm. he's using that yin and yang. We're using something light. But for this pumpkin uh, bread pudding, we use canned pumpkin. This time of year, mm-hmm. we're using canned pumpkin. And you, just, you stir that into the cream. What he did, he took the cream. Let me read the recipe here exactly because this is out of my league. Whisk cream with pumpkin, puree, brown sugar, eggs, cinnamon, vanilla extract, and a large bowl till smooth. Fold in the Belgian waffles and dry cranberries. Sound like Martha Stewart. Just like her. Just I couldn't like tell her, the yeah. difference. Yeah. <laughs> I just got a jail. Oops, sorry. And uh, transfer into a buttered, light, unsalted butter, little baking dish. Let it rest for 50 minutes. Place in the oven and bake until done about 40 minutes. I would say probably a 350 oven. Mm-hmm. So these recipes, you're willing to share them? You know what? I just We just had that today. Someone called me. Do you mind giving me the recipe or something? Any good chef that's proud and passionate would love to give his recipes out. Why? That's an honor. Mm -hmm. You love something that we make? It's Mm -hmm. like if you go to Van Gogh before he passed on, I would (laughs) buy that painting and he wouldn't have done what he did. He would, you know, he got depressed. We get depressed if someone doesn't like our food. We move on. But no, if you ask for that recipe, go, yeah, right on. They like my food. They want the recipe even and share it with their friends. That That is the life of a good chef that we can pass on what we know. Are you putting them on your blog? Yes. Yeah, where, where can someone find them on the internet? You can go 
to www.foodservice.com. And I'm making sure I have that right. Yes. So if it's up there, we can post it on our Facebook yes, page. Yes, I did send it to you. Mm-hmm. But yes, I sent it to you in advance so we can get a hold of Brenda. Here we go. Sorry, www.ubc.food, ubc.ca. So we'll uh, post that to our Facebook page. So if you want to make the delicious pumpkin squash Swiss chard soup or the pumpkin and cranberry bread pudding, then you can try it at home. Totally. And all these things that we do, not just because we're here today, but this is what we do on a regular basis at Vanier Dining Hall. And the other units make pumpkin soup too. And they make uh, that um, totem. The other residents, they do a number of great pumpkin recipes too. So it's not a one-man show. It's a complete team effort that we do all these things. As I said earlier, when we were talking before the show, Mm -hmm. we all dress according to the seasons. So, you know, you wear your scarf and your toque like Brenda did earlier today. Now she has a little hat hair. But it's okay, like my hat hair. (laughs) (laughs) And sorry, she's going, oh, Steve. She's got hair for radio. Yes, she has hair. So do I. I'm I'm shaved bald. And... And I say, no, if we dress according to the seasons and what the weather's like, we should also cook like that. So I would never serve that heavy pumpkin soup with the Swiss chard in the summer at 40 degrees Celsius with a humidity factor of 80%. It would be hard to find fresh pumpkin then anyway. Yeah, and it just doesn't make any com- – it's not common sense as in a culinary way to do that. You have a light broth or – actually, I don't even eat soup in the summer. You know, maybe a cold peach soup. That would be good with some fresh raspberries on top. That would be good with some lemon yogurt – on top and just put that on top that would be yummy that's for the summertime okay oh yeah okanagan peaches a little peach syrup ice wine on top yummy (laughs) oh that does sound really good just made that up actually but it works i know this does remind me of my earlier question which was um do you make up like how many recipes do you make up a day or is that like is that or do you kind of work at them and introduce little ones from here well, we again, we, we worked this summer for the first time with my new assistant, Joe, and we came up. We're both simpatico in the way we think, seasonal, fresh, local. And uh, we did the first time I had someone help me make our recipes. We did a, every year, this year, we did about 150 new recipes at Vanier with another 150 behind backup in case something doesn't sell. If it doesn't sell, we take it off. But as we go during the season since September, I keep a journal and I'm writing I'm already writing up new ideas. You so keep you keep notes of what which ones work? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feed them, not me. So if I want to feed me, I'd have my own restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I feed what this what the customer wants. So if they don't like it, it goes off the menu. So we always build as we go. Mm-hmm. So how long do you try one recipe before you say, oh that was a fail? I give it two times, two? max. Two? That's it, not a lot. I don't waste time. Okay. Because even at the first one, I'm going, huh? What up with that? But what That's, if they, like, they're not attracted to the idea, but when they take a bite, it's really good. That's too much winning over? Yeah, I, I have. To, I can't wait that long. Okay. But, time is that, money. That'd be a lot of, like, something, some dish that just got tossed to... To, tr- to test it out if there's yeah we got to think of what they would eat right i, I wouldn't do like a uh, white asparagus from tuscany because it costs too much money the carbon footprint etc so we do something that they would eat uh well we're surprised in in their in their eating habits we had an interview today with ubc farm how things have changed in the last 15 years like they wouldn't eat swiss char they wouldn't eat fennel etc etc but the the student population they're they're very educated because of the food network magazines their background they're 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 very savvy what goes on don't don't ever underestimate your customer. Mm-hmm. 
Well, why don't we um, go to a little bit more music, and uh, then we'll be back um, to talk about some other ideas, some some other ideas that you might have for pumpkins. Sounds good. How you feeling? Ah! Feel alright? CITR presents DJing 101.9. We offer people a way to learn about the fun of mixing, sharing music, and throwing events. Our workshops and studio access is free for students and members. No experience or turntables are necessary. Workshops from 4 to 8 p.m. are on Tuesdays in 212A in the Student Union Building at UBC. For more information, visit us at citr.ca or follow at CITRDJ on Twitter. I'm Dave Campbell. I'm Dave Frank. We're the Daves. And you're listening to CITR FM 101.9. CITR Radio. And these are are the Daves of our lives.
And we're back. Um, you are listening to CITR 101.9 FM. This is Peanut Butter and Jam still. Uh, Brenda, what, what songs were we just listening to? That's a very good question. I believe we started with the Rambling Ambassadors. Yes, um, the Rambling Ambassadors, uh, Don't Fear the Reindeer. And then the next was Dead Ghosts. Yeah, Dead Ghosts, um, a great uh, Vancouver band. Uh, that song is called Christmas Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we've uh, we've got a guest in with us. Say hello, Steve. Hi, Steve. This is Steve Golub from <laughs> Place Beignet. And uh, yeah, just to finish off this segment about pumpkins, uh, Steve, you had some uh, other recipe ideas. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's 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 important to know that pumpkins aren't just for carving. You know, you make your pumpkin soup and your pumpkin pie, but what we do, we make a pumpkin stew Thai style. So that would be with coconut milk, um, a green curry paste, ginger, garlic, um, lime leaves. Or what's very cool is a quinoa pilaf mm-hmm. with uh, pumpkin and dried cranberries and pumpkin seeds. Is that a puree or chunks of pumpkin? That would be diced. I yeah. would dice that or substitute it with squash. Again, mm-hmm. pumpkin is a squash. So they can see it. Mm-hmm. I guess you could puree, but then it's going to be mushy like an oatmeal. But it's a good segue. Awesome. Because what we just did, he's laughing at me, we take a multigrain uh, pancake mix that we buy, Robin Hood, mm-hmm. whatever, and then we'll add quinoa. Soak it in the Thai, in the chai tea extract. Uh-huh. And then we can add pumpkin puree to it. So now you have a multigrain pancake with the quinoa for a little crunch and with the pumpkin puree with those spices. Now you got a pumpkin quinoa pancake. That sounds fun. Oh, it works out well with a little light yogurt on top with some mm. lemon zest. You have that for breakfast or you have that for dinner? I would do that for brunch or breakfast at yeah. work. Yeah, we've done that. works. Pumpkin muffins. They've made at, uh, van- at uh, the main commissary mm-hmm. at Totem. Pumpkin pancakes we talked about. Uh, roast it with we take diced pumpkin squash roast them with parsnips carrot fennel celery rosemary oil pumpkin curries pumpkin turkey chili outstanding you got some leftover dry pumpkin white and dark meat what are you going to do with it make turkey salad blah mm-hmm. making turkey uh, salad blah mm-hmm. so what you do <laughs> well what you do is you got to reconstitute it. you got to get some life and flavor into it so you make it into a stew and you add the pumpkin puree some diced pumpkin squash maybe a little of that uh, leftover um, cranberry sauce blend it all in yummies pumpkin feta risotto we're going to do come the winter season I want to try that one I'll bring you some <laughs> and uh, you see everywhere pumpkin stuffed squash stuffed ravioli oh, oh. yeah but just, just Stuff some in with a little bit of cheese into. Well, you into did something ravioli. you told me earlier about you take your pumpkin. What'd yeah, you do? yeah. Um, so uh, this this actually wasn't my idea. Um, Darcy Broach, uh, my girlfriend and friend of the show, um, came up with this idea uh, to uh, you take you make like a brown sauce and yeah. then you just get, take a pumpkin puree. Um, if you do it from a whole pumpkin, you can puree the pumpkin first, or you can do it from a can, uh, whatever uh, whatever works for you. And then you so you make like a brown sauce and you just stir the pumpkin puree into the brown sauce and then you uh, use that as the sauce for macaroni and cheese, and it you use less cheese so it ends up being healthier for yes, you. Yes, totally. It's just as creamy and delicious and um, has a real uh, the pumpkin adds a really nice flavor to the cheese. You can toss a little bit of extra vegetables in there if you want or not. Yummers! That yeah. is a cool idea. Would she want a job? Because <laughs> that's she ha- brilliant. She, she has one. What do you Does pay? She? Yeah. What do I pay while well, union rates and full medical, dental, etc., etc.? Oh, et I'll let her okay. know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually, I'm not lying. I even wrote that down. You know, I wrote that down. Yeah, yeah, and, I saw, uh, I saw, I can see it. Because we do a, a, a macaroni and cheese bar where they can add what they want. Another good idea we do is a pumpkin hummus. Mm, that's interesting. You know, you still yeah. do your chickpeas and your spices, maybe some more cinnamon, whatever. 
and that works, or a wild rice or brown rice pilaf with roasted pumpkins, dried cherries. Roast those pumpkins with maple syrup or a blueberry honey, all local. That also works really, really well. Kind of, it's like the brown sugar that you were talking about exactly. earlier. It's just a little different, a different sweetener. Yeah, yeah. I've, we've done once with pumpkin on the pizza. Eh, no, no, you know, doesn't work very well. No, it was like <laughs> lose it. We we took it off. We didn't. We only only one try, two tries max. Well, no, forget it. Didn't oh, well. go. No, so, didn't sometimes, go. Sometimes things don't work as uh, well as you think. Feed they what will. they want. No, we didn't. No, didn't work. Mm-hmm. So many good ideas. Uh, Brenda, do you have any last questions for Steve about pumpkins? No, I think I'm out. Well, I feel like we've learned a lot about pumpkins, though. Yep. Did you guys, speaking of pumpkins, did you at, at Halloween, did you guys see that giant pumpkin that had, it was on the front cover of 24 Hours? Um, it was this pumpkin that was like 800 pounds that someone wow. had bought and carved, and they put it out on their front lawn. Wow. It was really close to my house. You know, yeah. that's really? weird you yeah. said that, because recently on TV, get this thing, it's either the Discovery Channel, they have this event somewhere in the United States, not surprising, where they build these contraptions, like catapults, and they're seeing who can... Pumpkin throw, tosses? Yes, and yeah. who can throw, who can take that pumpkin the farthest. It's like a championship wow. event, and you win prize money. That sounds fun. Where yeah. is this? Somewhere in the States is on, t- I think it's on again this week, pumpkin chucking, something like that. You can, I noticed you can probably look it up. You look it up, and yeah. it's like a catapult, and who can throw it the longest distance. That sounds like a fun competition. Well, they're doing it with I'd... drinking a can of beer and you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah, of course, right? it's like, of course. It's, it's a party scene. But uh, oh, that's that's, uh, that's some really great pumpkin facts. Uh, well, well, thanks so much for being on the show, Steve. Pleasure. It's mm-hmm. always always nice to have you around. Well, thanks for inviting me. And last thing I want to say is everybody have a happy, happy, happy holiday, mm-hmm. happy New Year, and play and be safe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we'll see you in the new year. Look forward to it. Thank you. I guess I should have queued up some music, shouldn't I? What are we gonna play? We're gonna play um, No Gold. Some old No Gold. What? This is a No Gold's cover of Wonderful Christmas Time.
my song I write for Christmas from my heart from my heart to melt the snow to say I love you for Christmas I don't such more pivot if you know words please sing CITR and get great discounts in the Main Street area at Antisocial Skateboard Shop, Devil May Wear, Lucky's Comics, Neptune Records, RX Comics, Red Cat Records, The Regional Assembly of Text, The Rumpus Room, The Wallflower Modern Diner, and Woo Vintage Clothing. 
Wow, it sure does pay to be a friend of CITR. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus. Go online to www.citr.ca. Keep smiling, keep shining, knowing you can always count on me. For sure, that's what friends are for. Yes, bravo. <laughs> yes, indeed. This is going to make your world a lot different than the one I grew up in. You know what? C-I-T-R. Yeah? Shirt's sure over there. And over there is where that sound is coming from. Right, Mr. Marconi? Through the air, across the ocean, the first time ever. And we're back. Um, you have been listening to CITR, obviously. You just heard the station ID for it. Um, but Peanut Butter and Jams. Mm-hmm. With hosts Brenda. And Jordy. Hurrah. Hurrah. Thanks so much, Steve, for coming on. He's uh, headed back to work, home, work wherever home. Steve goes. Yeah, and then we'll have him back on in the new year. And I think our next topic will be pizza. Possibly. He's, he's, he's going to go brainstorm a bit and mm-hmm. see what... Uh, see what he can come up with but uh, yeah I thought that was a great if you have any ideas that you want to hear him talk about maybe send him in we'll pass them on to him see if he can research them and mm-hmm. uh, give you some information on that um, but uh, you just heard uh, music wise you just heard Canned Ham um, <laughs> what was the song track again uh, first I make love to Christmas and then I make and no. then I make love to you <laughs> yeah that was no first i make love to you and then i make love to christmas that was a sexy song if you want to get it on over the holidays and uh before that was no gold's uh cover of wonderful christmas time fantastic yeah time. i'm actually really enjoying this uh non-boring christmas music yeah or what's your favorite christmas non-boring christmas song oh boy well, I really like the CITR Christmas or, mix. Or boring Christmas song. Because it's not the same stuff that you hear all the time, and it's like punk and metal Christmas stuff and some sound art and some old vinyls. Well, we've definitely got some more of that to play. Um, CITR has done a really good job of putting together uh, an atypical Christmas list. Um, why don't we listen to something by Needles Pins? Uh, this is called Armenian Christmas which is, uh, I'm pretty sure it's not an old folk song. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, yeah, here you go. Uh, on Peanut Butter and Jams, uh, Needles and Pins, Armenian Christmas. <laughs>
everyone knows that the ribbons and bows of stars and skies in a billion eyes they run for the stairs and go tumbling down taking a breath and a good look around open your
wash the dishes, wash the dishes, the Christmas dinner dishes, three generations in the kitchen all at once, and go and get a camera, and go To say goodbye and happy holidays happy holidays we're gonna um our next show is scheduled would normally fall on boxing day but the station is all locked up on boxing day 
Uh, so you'll just uh, if you tune in for that, you'll just hear uh, the Christmas playlist, mm-hmm. uh, which is quite good. But it's quite good. There will be nothing nothing from us. No. Um, but make sure you stay tuned today um, for uh, Stereoscopic Readout. Darren is uh, sitting in the wings. Well, yeah. standing in the wings. Mm-hmm. Looming. Um, ready, getting ready to go on the air. And uh, Ben Lai is lurking around the station somewhere. Uh, <laughs> getting ready to uh, do Thunderbird Radio Hell. Um, yeah. So uh, just to let you know, we're going to play a track by... Oh, days. we should actually say what we played just before. We um, so we played um, Fine Times, uh, Subterranean Christmas Blues, and then uh, Johnny Payne's uh, Green and Gold. Both of those were off the Light Organ Records uh, Christmas compilation that came out last year. And then we played uh, one of Brenda's uh, favorite Christmas, uh, non-typical Christmas songs, Huxley mm-hmm. Workman's uh, Three Generations. About washing the dishes. And uh, yeah, so we'll... Sign off with a medley. Um, a, a teen days medley. Medley in D. Usually I'm against medleys, but we'll make an exception. Well, I, you don't like medleys? Not really, no. Oh, well. Cheesy. Very cheesy. But this is one by teen days, so... I don't. I like medleys. We um, hope you enjoy this it. This is called Medley in D. Um, holy, 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 slash Christmas at sea, slash goodnight, sleep tight. And, um, yeah, enjoy. Yeah. 